Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. And we're so happy that you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. Today, we're going to dive into something that improves your profitability, but not in the way that you would think. This is a different conversation. It's a new one on the scene, matter of fact, because we're all about fresh perspectives. So before we dive into that, I guess I should say hello, business rock stars. We're back again. And my name is Maggie Mongan, and I am your host today. I'm a small business thought leader who primarily functions as a tenured master business coach and growth strategist for about 20 years now. I'm also the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., a coaching practice specializing in guiding small businesses to optimize business performance and leadership. My real jam is I'm all about improving the underserved small business sector. I honestly believe that small businesses are the accelerant of our economy, so much so I ended up creating a number one best-selling book series for small businesses. Don't worry about that. We'll share a little bit more about the series in a bit. But most importantly, I want you to understand this. All good things that come together never happen in a silo. We don't do it alone. And in this case, I invited tenured experts to join me in the authoring process. And today we have with us one of those tenured experts, a number one international best-selling business author. Ah, welcome, Bhushan Parikh. Thank you very much for having me, Maggie. You did it. You became a number one international rock star in the authoring world. And yes, I'm definitely thrilled with that. And I also thank you for that. So ah, you. You're welcome. Okay. Now, everyone, it's really important for you to know who Bushan is because he works with all sizes of brick and mortar businesses and he guides them so they can move through their digital transformation and achieve customer centricity. I love that. You're a busy man, aren't you? Always fun. Always, <laughs> fun to, always fun to think outside the box and always fun to put down the ideas. And, okay. You know, when the fun really hits the ceiling is when those ideas can be picked up and small business can be, can run with those as quickly as they pick it up. That's the beauty of what you're talking about here. Yes. It's just the willingness and start practicing, right? Yep. It's nothing complicated. It is what I would like to call logical continuity. It's uh-huh. Just follow the logic and there is always an answer. Never accept the fact, no matter how much your being or your brain tells you that you're stuck. Trust me, there is always an answer. There is always an answer. I love this logical continuity. We always move forward. (laughs) Fun, but we should stay on task today. (laughs) Okay. Um, Bashan, you, you really um, gifted our, our series, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner by writing in volume five. And what you wrote in volume five we placed under the profitability performance pillar because your chapter, which is three, is titled Changing Continuity. 
And the subtitle is your evolving plan B. And this is a direct impact to everybody's bottom line, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. Okay. So let's begin with a refresher of flexible normal, which you discussed in your second episode in your mini series here. Absolutely, Maggie. So, you know, we, we have talked about what is normal for decades, ages, if you might. <laughs> we have also defined that little tunnel that we consider as normal. Let's take an example. What does a gas station do? Sells gas. Okay. What does a gas station with a small grocery store do? They sell small groceries as well as gas. That is their normal. What happens if the cars stop driving in or people stop coming in? Is there an answer? And the answer is yes. If the person running that place believes that what is normal today could change tomorrow drastically, and his thinking is such, or her thinking is such, that they will be able to absorb that change and yet make the most out of their investment, those are the people who are ready for the flexible normal. Okay. If, so the, this requires us to be aware, right? And be paying attention to what the trends are. Absolutely. And also learn from experience. I mean, I keep telling people, don't forget what you learned. So take an example. All the lessons that we remember right now from COVID and the COVID pandemic, we remember them now because they were, they're about two years old and they're still fresh in our minds. But had we been taught our history properly, we would have known these lessons even before the pandemic started because of the 1920 Spanish flu pandemic. Right, right. But that's human nature, right? We tend to forget. Oh, we have short memories. Yes, we do. And the smarter, smarter business owners are the ones that are informed and realize that a Spanish flu-like pandemic can happen again. And, you know, pretty much the scientists have said this is going to happen once every 100 years. Okay. So do you think now that this has happened in 2019 through or rather I should say 2020 through 2022, and we are still in it. Do you think people will remember this in 2120? I don't think so. Hmm. Not unless they're history majors. They're history <laughs> majors or our generation learns and makes sure that those lessons stay fresh in not all minds, but some minds that can immediately step up and start teaching people that don't worry, this has happened before. This is how we got out of it. And I thank you because you're one of those teachers. You're guiding us through this. And it's, it's so important. So one of the things that's unique about your chapter, Bushan, is you are introducing new philosophies and concepts and practices, methodologies to us. So at the end of your chapter, you have a glossary with definitions so people can understand, well, what, what is flexible normal? What is continuity? What is changing continuity? And all these things that you continue to speak of, I want everyone to know it's at the end of your chapter and they can dial it in because this is our new way, or at least it's our opportunity to make it our new way, right? Yep, it is. Okay, so 
you know, Bushan, in in um, the last couple episodes, you have said people need to get used to the concept of changing continuity. Can you break that out a little more for us so we really get it? Absolutely. So if you think about how many times we have heard from people who say continuous change, you have to be used to continuous change. Mm-hmm. What it's doing is it pre- it's presenting change as an exception to you. Oh. Whereas change is not an exception. It is the norm. And Got when it. you start thinking in those terms, that is changing continuity because your continuity doesn't break. It only changes directions. Okay, so it's not an exception to the rule. It is the way now. It is the way. And not just now, Maggie, it has been the way forever. It's just on our memories of how much we remember. <laughs> Love it. <clears throat> Love it. Okay, now that makes perfect sense. So everyone, really, really hit rewind on that because it's important for you to hear that again. This is the way. It's not exceptional. It is our path. And I love that. In in episode 223, you said the road doesn't need to be smooth to be called normal. Exactly. And, and that was really cool because you're right. It's just like life is life. It, it's messy. Some days it's good. Some days it's not. And we just roll with it. So why would we say that a bumpy road isn't normal because it's indicative of our uh, a reflection of our lives, right? Exactly. Okay, so we have this thing now that is a new concept, and you explain changing continuity really well in the chapter. So thank you, and I encourage everybody to get the book and read Bouchon's chapter. And hey, check out anyone else's too while you're there. <laughs> But um, let's talk about disruption a little further, because you explain disruption in ways that, and I'm a disruptor, and I help disruptors, but you explain it differently. And I love your approach. You talk about disruption requires preparation. And let's go there for a minute. Sure. So, you know, like we discussed previously, there are connotations to disruption good or bad. Whatever mm-hmm. I'm going with this is there is no good and there is no bad. There it is just is. It just is. And is your mind ergo in continuity then to your business, are they prepared for it? So let's take an example. If we are looking at, you know, in the last episode, we spoke about this restaurant here I was advising. And how I ex- explained to him uh, how he could continue to manage the continuity of his business existence by doing things differently, not call it a new normal or a next normal, but just call it flexible normal. He okay. flexed, he created satellite kitchens, he grew his delivery business, and his revenue was not only at pre COVID, but exceeding pre COVID. The question always comes up is, now what? Now that people are out of, the, out of their houses, the normal behavior, and I, I know I'm using the word normal, but that's what normal <laughs> businesses would do is, okay, let's get back, get back and focus on what it is that we were doing. 
Right. And what I'm saying is, no, there is no such thing as what we were doing. Everything is what we are doing. And how can we build on top of it? How can we keep some, you know, in some cases, some of those plan Bs, if you might, might be something that you might have to put on ice because that's how your business runs, but they are still available to you to turn to in case of disruption. In other cases, like this restaurant here, mm-hmm. when I talked to him and he said, oh, you know what, I'm now we are focusing back on the restaurant. And I'm like, why would you do that? Hmm. Why wouldn't you focus on the entire ecosystem that you just created? Okay. And he didn't have a clear answer. I think he was thinking more in terms of, okay, I'm doing all this work right now with my, uh, with about 90% capacity in my restaurant open. But now that 90% is going to get filled because people are out of their houses. How will I manage the work? I said, then you expand. Or you continue those businesses with minimal participation, but you always have those businesses to fall back on. Basically, where I was taking, where I had to take him because of his thinking, and this is not what I would recommend, where I had to take him with his thinking was I had to modularize each and every kitchen into a single uh, cost center Mm -hmm. and show him the profit of that cost center for him to keep it. Whereas I like to think with continuity, which is, you know, it's almost like if a flower that opens. Once you have opened the flower, don't try to close it. Instead of that, grow it, point it to the sun. Do something different with it. That's that's it. That's the visual. Bhushan, I have to stop you. That's it. Everybody hear that. Once you open the flower, you can't close it. Stay right where you are and grow from there. Build from there. That's what Bhushan's saying, right? Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's okay. I mean, it was a, you completed my thoughts. So that's perfect. And it's so important that I don't want anyone to miss it because what you're sharing is profound. So thank you for allowing me to pull you back there for a moment. Um, You can't close the flower once it is open. Got it. it's, it's like a bird spreading its wings, right? You you were, I mean, I know this might not be the best example, and you can cut it off if you cut it out if you want to, Maggie, but no, I don't edit anything. So, okay. so you know, we have seen chickens, they don't fly, they kind of just jump long distances, right? Now, if the chicken suddenly learned how to fly because that was the need of the day, would it go back to jumping around? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Great example. I love it. The country girl said. Um, I know you have a question for me that you'd like to ask. Yeah, Maggie, when we were writing this chapter or when I was writing this chapter and I had you uh, critiquing this chapter and working with me and thank you for that because you ensured that I brought out the best of my ideas and put it to paper. I had asked you for a small mm-hmm. quote about the small businesses and you had given me one. I'm not going to speak out the whole thing, but I think it will really benefit our listeners to hear your thoughts around this chapter as well. Okay. So um, the quote was, 
Small business owners are the lifeblood of the economy. That's nothing new for anyone who's listened to this uh, podcast, because I'm always talking about that. And I say that the responsibility of business ownership is significant. It surely isn't for the faint of heart. Building a sustainable business requires consistent experimentation. Owners who are willing to play with possibilities and are proactive win big in the 21st century. So that's what I shared. And I know you want me to crack that open a little more, right? I would like you to just think of it as a closed lotus. Now open it for us. (laughs) Okay, that's beautiful. Um, Okay, everyone, buckle up. Small business owners are more than 90% of all businesses. The number globally, even in America, is like 98 or 99%, but I don't have the actual fact in front of me. So I'm going to err on the conservative side and just just think 90% because that's huge. And here's the deal. People don't open their own businesses because it's easy. Well, they're told it's easy, but it's not. Right, Bouchon? Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's so much to it. Um, An actual business owner ownership, excuse me, is quite complex. And it requires you, the small business owner, to lead it every single part of it, every moment. So now today, you know, we're lucky we can outsource and we can delegate. But at the end of the day, you as the business owner are the final decision maker and hold full responsibility for favorable and unfavorable results. Fact? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm, I'm unpacking this whole little quote that I, I shared earlier. So these favorable and unfavorable results, and this is why your message, your message, Bushan, of flexible dormal is so critical right now. For approximately, what would I say, the last 20 years, I've been sharing the significance of, of experimenting because I know the power of experimentally. And experimenting really is adapting and finding alternative variables that you can have in your business. And this sounds similar to a lot of what you've been discussing, right? And what we're going to get into in the next couple episodes. Absolutely. Okay, so thank you. Because experimenting is just like scientists. They essentially have some uh, variables that they're moving around, they're playing with, or they're figuring out where's the best probability of whatever the desired outcome is. And that's what we as small business owners are doing too. This is how we improve our success rates and it's how we scale favorably. So the pandemic really taught us how to, how important it is to do this. And for those of us who were willing and willing to try and try again or experiment until we got the favorable results, those were the folks that were winning and they're still winning. And They'll always be winning according to what I know and what you know, right? Absolutely. Okay, so, so this is really the invitation. If, if anything, the pandemic has really revealed that those businesses who do experimentation are thriving and those who didn't or couldn't do it quickly enough withered or they closed their business. I personally love playing with possibilities and I know you do too because you're so good at it. <laughs> 
Um, and I had my business thrive during the pandemic and, you know, with a few experiments, we rocked it even more. And I even opened another business during the pandemic because I saw a phenomenal need that is going to be our, a future need as well. So to your point, Bushan, it's all about being proactive, staying proactive and having that continuity that you keep speaking of that changing continuity i would call it the pursuit of excellence um but we're we're discussing the same thing regardless of what any small business owner calls it it's it's about they need to adapt it's critical for their success and as the old ancient practice guides us right thoughts coupled with right actions support desired outcomes Absolutely. So there's the open lotus, friend. Thank you very much, Maggie. I, I didn't even want to try reading it and trying to explain it. Nobody can do justice to it the way you did. Yeah, that's where I've been playing for 20 years. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I love this. And it's probably a great place for us to close. I agree. And we will continue the conversation in the next several episodes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Maggie. Thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. And listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with number one international bestselling business author, Bushan Parikh. Start by reading chapter three in volume five of Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And just to clarify, this is, uh, Bushan wrote in the book that has the turquoise colored cover okay and that's important because our title is the same for all the books the color of the covers make the difference but at the end of Bushan's chapter he has a special invitation you want to share that with us absolutely Maggie what I would love to do is to address in a quick and logical and executable fashion any questions that small business owners have of me And my best effort is towards answering those questions within 24 hours. Beautiful. So we get full access to you. Yes, you do. Sweet. Okay. So that's really cool. And at the end of Bushan's chapter, he has a glossary. He has an author page where you learn about him, about his business, as well as his social media handles. And he's a rock star on social media. So you want to check him out. Connect with him on whichever platform it is you're hanging out on. Also, we have another way that you can get a hold of Bouchon as well. If you go to your app store and type in Brilliant Biz Book, Brilliant B-I-Z Book in your app store and download our free app, you will see that we have... Uh, everything about the book series, everything about all the authors, our podcasts are there, a whole bunch of stuff. But we have a really cool, I shouldn't say but, I should say and, we have a really cool feature that's called Ask an Expert. And if you click on that and you scroll, you'll see Bouchon's name, type him whatever your question or comment is. And that's a simple way to get a hold of him. It's an it will be directed into his inbox 
And then the two of you can start having that conversation or find a time to have a conversation. Pretty cool bonus, isn't that? Direct access to experts. I think that's a great opportunity for small business owners. Not just me, but they have access to 40, 50 plus authors from all the volumes that are out there. 40. Right, right. So we're here to serve you small businesses. This is how we do it. And Bushan, I know we have a couple more episodes to go. I want to thank you for your time and your wisdom sharing today. Oh, as always, Maggie, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I can't wait to see what we talk about next. <laughs> and listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs business podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next week. Thank you very much.